down into my hellhole of a basement to record so that I don't wake up my wife and son. If I went into my little recording studio, you see on the second floor, I would wake them up with the sound of my voice. So I'm heading down into the basement to tell the story of what I learned in Hollywood. <laughs> the secret that I found there. Oh my God, my basement is a disaster. You've seen the silence of the lambs, perhaps? That's a good visual. That's what I'm looking at right now. Um, all right, so when our story left off, um, I had listened to Khalid's story, internalized it. I had walked around Prospect Park telling my own story, the story that became the movie Green Street Hooligans. And then I found myself on a plane to Burbank to find out how the engine of Hollywood turned. And I found out. It was an intoxicating moment getting off of the plane in Hollywood. Um, suddenly I had an agent who had created a schedule of meetings. They were all with producers or executives or very often assistants to producers or junior executives. People who were sort of, you know, in the, shall we say, middle of the funnel in the path to making movies, but making real movies. So many of them worked at Warner Brothers, worked at MGM. I met the development executive for Bruce Willis. I met the development executive for Michael Douglas. Exciting people. And every single meeting proceeded in the exact same way. I would walk in, I would be offered a bottle of water. In fact, in screenwriting circles, they call this the couch and water tour. And I would sit down and they would ask me after a bit of preamble, whether the preamble was, you know, where are you from? Who do you know? The heart of the meeting always landed on the same question. What do you want to do next? And it was then my turn to tell the story of the movie I wanted to make next. No one had prepared me to actually cast a spell with the words that I would say. No one had told me yet that the keys to the kingdom lay in telling your story out loud. This process, it's given a very casual term of art. It's called pitching your take, right? So, hey, come on in. Why don't you pitch your take on this new story? Or I hear you're working on an original story. Come on in, pitch us the take. And the casualness belies just how sacred a task this is. Because the job, really, when you're given your bottle of water and your seat on this holy couch, is to do precisely what Khalid had done to me in that cab. 
tell a story out loud that gets the listener to completely forget that they're alive for the duration of the story. The language is casual, the demeanor is casual, but they do not want to hear something casual. What they want to hear, and what you want to hear, what everyone actually wants to hear, is this. If I didn't care more than words Once upon a time, there was a man named Andy. And he sat in his car, in his driveway, listening to his wife inside his house, having sex with another man. And Andy reached into the glove compartment of his car, and he pulled out a gun and started loading bullets into it. One, two, until it was full. He took a swig of whiskey and stepped out of his car. And then Andy Dufresne found himself standing in front of the judge who said, I find you to be a particularly icy and remorseless man. And I sentence you to two life sentences back to back in Shawshank prison. May God have mercy on your soul. That is of course the beginning of the Shawshank Redemption. And I promise you, just like every other movie that you know and love, it began with a person walking into a room just like I walked into that room and casting a spell by telling the campfire version of that story out loud. Now, I didn't know this. There's no instruction manual. There's no HR in Hollywood where they tell you, here's what you do at first. And so, of course, I was terrible at first. I talked around the story I wanted to tell. I talked about the story. I talked about nonsense, garbage, like themes, everything that they teach you in school. But of course, failure, pain, and humiliation are the best teachers. And I began to learn the language of the land. And the language of the land in Hollywood is deeply grounded in this out loud storytelling pitched take process. Can you craft an actual connection with another live person by saying it out loud? That is the secret that nobody had told me that I had to learn on my own, and that I'm pretty confident, even if you've read all of the books about screenwriting and how to make it in Hollywood and how to get an agent, I'm telling you, every movie, every TV show, every project that has emanated out of Hollywood and found you, it begins with this invisible, holy process of telling the story out loud that can get someone to forget that they're alive. For all of the equipment and gear and industry and lights, all of the physical efforts to make something that will last, the most essential piece of the Hollywood machinery is the piece that vanishes into thin air the moment you say it. 
the point of this entire podcast series, the point of this entire written out loud endeavor, where we teach kids and adults the craft of storytelling, is to understand that this act, this act of telling one's story out loud, is at the heart of any and every path that you want to take in life. If you want to write a book, if you want to write a movie, if you want to direct a movie, of course. But this is also true if you're a UX designer in the world of technology. This is true if you're a doctor. It's true if you're a social worker. The ability to tell a story out loud, live, to another person that inspires that person to join your story Master that craft, and others will follow you. All the rest is carpentry. So this podcast series is going to start to shift a little bit. We've obviously been talking about these stories from my past and the stories that have kind of made me, for better and for worse, completely obsessed by this idea of storytelling and a particular out loud storytelling. But if you think of the structure of this as sort of like our, like one of those Russian dolls, you know, the uh, doll within a doll within a doll. Think of Khalid's story as being that innermost doll, the one made of solid wood. The first one that sort of acted like a, a big bang on me. I internalized it, so Josh's story is like the next doll layer outside that innermost doll of Khalid's story. The third layer, the one outside of me, is your own story. The story that I hope you find the courage to tell. And even more importantly, the, the story that I hope you find the courage to live. So this podcast series is going to shift out of Josh telling his old stories, as helpful as I hope they have been, into Josh going on a journey that I hope you accompany me on. Um, there is an awful lot more about storytelling that I don't know than I do know. And so I'm going to start talking to people. That's what they do on podcast series, right? I'm going to talk to people who know a lot more about storytelling than I do. And uh, as they say, I expect that the journey will be a lot more valuable than the destination since what a story is and what it actually means is a destination that we will never truly reach. But I would be honored and excited if you would go on this journey with me. So I'm going to keep the episodes coming. And if you have thoughts about someone that you want to talk to or a subject that you want to talk about, a story that's really meaningful to you, by all means, go ahead and email me or DM me or get in touch with me, however you can. I'm really grateful that you're listening. Thanks very much. I'm Joshua Shelloff, and this is Written Out Loud.